Welcome to Thrive Church Online. We are here to know God, to grow in Him, and go. We hope you feel encouraged and equipped through this week's message. We are going to make Jesus famous. Uh, That is our mission. That is our creed. Um, We uh, believe that we exist uh, in in every phase of our life to make Jesus famous, not just at church. Uh, When you get up with the DNA in your blood to make Jesus famous, it affects how you deal uh, with people at Walmart, how you deal with the waitress, how you deal with people at your job, how you deal with your neighbor, how you deal with the crazy people on the interstate. We think that it, it will impact how you deal with so many phases of your life. And it's such a simple, portable concept uh, that regardless of where you're at in your faith journey, uh, that you can, you can make Jesus famous. Um, we're going to do a unique service, but I just can't get away from something this morning. Uh, we have a very, very large uh, first responder community that attends our church. Um, unfortunately, last night, um, we had an officer in Greensboro uh, doing noble warrior things that police officers are called to uh, lose his life. 22 years in the service, was a dad, a husband, all those things. And uh, I think that today there are a lot of people in law enforcement that are probably dealing with some anger, some unforgiveness. Um, That's not going to be an easy process for them to walk through. Um, I don't know that as a pastor, I fully wrap my mind around that level of forgiveness. Is that fair to say? Because if you kill my kid, I just want to kill you back. If you kill my spouse, I just want to kill you back. Uh, Is that necessarily Jesus-like? Probably not. But I would struggle. And the only way that I could find peace and forgiveness would be the presence of the Holy Spirit doing something that only God can do because I don't think I'd be able to do it on my own. Is that fair? Uh, if I'm that wife, I would feel that way. But, but here's the problem, that that, that shock wave is going to ripple through the whole first responder community in multiple counties. Um, I just feel like if we're going to make Jesus famous today, the first thing we need to do is ask that Jesus be famous in the hearts and lives of the people that are affected. Family, spouses, co-workers, other first responders. Um, it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to shake some folks. So here's my prayer is that out of tragedy, God will create triumph. Um, This guy dedicated his life to saving other people. My prayer is that even through his death, that people will find salvation. Can we do that? Can we pray together? Father, right now, I I don't know the name of this officer. Um, I don't know his family necessarily. But Father, right now, my prayer is that you begin the healing process. God, that you let your Holy Spirit rush into every element of our community. God, the family, fellow officers, other first responders, other agencies. God, people that knew him. God, outside of the law enforcement community. Father, that, that, that you just let your supernatural Holy Spirit presence just begin to heal God for the officer and the paramedic that were off duty that tried to tend to him uh, at sheets father will you begin to heal their hearts God that that you release them from any guilt from any shame God from any any weapon that the enemy is going to use against them against the family against other officers God that 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 all these things that the enemy is going to try to put in their mind God will you just spoil that right now in Jesus name father most of all will you just will you bring healing God, in ways that I can't even wrap my mind around. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, if you will, continue to pray. Um, that's just going to be such a, a process to walk through. But, ooh, hard transition. Um, so uh, today we're doing something really unique, but I need your help. Fair enough? Here's what I believe. I believe that every person uh, lives with a purpose and for a purpose, right? Good or bad, right or wrong, you get up every day and you should live your life with and for a purpose. Um, now, I think that you're here with and for a purpose. I am not preaching this morning. Thank you for not cheering, because that would have that been awkward. Um, but this morning, we have eight different communicators uh, that are communicating for the first time the gospel. Um, uh, and uh, basically, we're going to answer a question. And that is this. 2020, for me, is is uh, was not a bad year, but it's a year that at the end of I'm really reflecting on because it had such a rhythm and such a, a speed that it was hard to keep up with. Um, and so my prayer is that as we talk to these folks, that 
as they recap their year and just what God's doing in their life, um, that it will resonate with you and maybe give you a trajectory and a hope for 2024. Now, most of them are scared out of their mind. Can you imagine communicating for the first time in front of real people? Uh, makes you want to make, makes you want to pee on yourself, right? Like, let's just be honest. So, uh, uh, our first communicator. So, here's what I need you to do. I need you to amen them more than you amen me. I need you to clap for them. I need you to, if it's not funny and they tell a joke, laugh. They need support so that they've got the courage to do it again. Is that fair? So, uh, Jimmy is actually our first communicator. Uh, J- yeah, come on, Jimmy. There you go. Uh, yeah. I don't know that we need to put their names up in lights, but um, we'll, Jimmy, I feel like the expectation there was a little um, different. So Jimmy and I have known each well, Who can blame him, right? Who can blame him? So I have known Jimmy for a long time. Uh, Jimmy and I are about the same age. Um, and we have, our, our worlds just kept intersecting. And, oh, I need to get you a mic. And um, so... Uh, you know, if your name would have been Mike, that would have been so much funnier. Um, but um, our pads have crossed, it is muted, have crossed quite a bit. And you guys came to to Thrive how long ago? Uh, a little over two and a half years ago, maybe. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Before you get to your message in two and a half years, tell me about the journey. It's been a struggle. Um, to be here? No. Oh, no. thank God. No. no. I'm, I'm like, we were um, not off to the start I was hoping for. <laughs> you know, it's really sucked the last two and a half years being here. I just want to let you know, past. No, I'm just kidding. No, I, I struggled mm, probably about three years ago uh, when COVID hit. Yeah. Um, I had all intentions of never coming back to church. Yeah. Um, had a bad experience at the last place I was at. Okay. And... But through baseball, of all things, come on, brought me back. Come on, um, that's how Jesus gets made famous in the yeah. places we yeah. don't expect it. Um, Brianna and Wesley Pickard, yeah, um, coached my son's baseball team. I helped coach. Um, they invited us to their wedding. <laughs> Table four. Table four. Um, of all things, and. That's how I reconnected yeah. with Adam. And ever since, from day one, since we stepped in here, I told my wife that this is home. Come on, man. So good. So good. So, okay, so let's talk about 2020. First of all, I'm glad it's home. Uh, we feel like this is home, too. So 2023, uh, now we're coming to the end. What, what is, what's the Lord shown you in 2023? Change. Come on, man. Um, Come on. It it doesn't matter what you're doing. Everything you do is going to change. Amen. Amen. No matter where you're at, what you're doing, who you're with. Come on. First um, Corinthians fifteen fifty one. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not be all asleep, but we will be changed. So good. So it 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 just. It helped me with discipline as far as both my boys. Yeah. One we're kind of having issues with, but we're working on it. And it showed me different ways to change the way that I was trying to discipline and react to what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it's been a struggle. Come on. No matter what you do. Come on, change is always hard. Yeah. What is there? Two things people hate: the way things are, and change. So, like, yeah, yeah. keep going. You're good. Um, do not fear mistakes. Learn from them. Yeah. Um, now, how does that affect your faith, though? Because the thing we're all afraid of is screwing up and like somehow disqualifying ourselves from God. But if we're all in this constant state of change, isn't failure? how you grow come on man i love it keep going you're good um a lot of a lot of little things make a big difference how's that worked in your life 
I'm living proof right here right now. Come on. There you go. Come on. You know, it, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it may have took our paths to intertwine, but, you know, sometimes that's the path you have to take to get to where you need to be. Come on. Jimmy came and he's like, hey, man, I, you know, this is where we're supposed to be. And I'm like, okay, great. Would you, would you help park cars? Because if you don't know Jimmy, Jimmy's crazy. He's not showing it up here, but Jimmy's wide open. He's hilarious. He's yeah. the funniest guy I know, for real. For real, funniest guy A little sketchy, too. A little sketchy, too. <laughs> the other thing I love about him, but he went from serving on a parking lot team to leading a parking lot team to now he's on platform. Yeah. And so I sit there and I go, yeah. In two and a half years, when you came two and a half years ago, you would never see yourself here. No. As you would say, I'd be a butt in the seat. But man, here's, here's part of the thing. If you're going to make Jesus famous, you've got to be open to change. Man, God, I'm, I'm your servant. All I am is a cup. You pour into me, I pour out of you. Like, it ain't nothing fancy. But man, when you embrace the fact that I change, and sometimes change means I fail. I forget, I think it's Max Cato, uh, or uh, it's not right. One of the guys wrote a book called Failing Forward. And it's how we fail but continue to move forward. And that man, uh, uh, John Maxwell, thank you. Fantastic book. Because failure is part of growth. Keep, keep yeah. going, brother. I love this. Um, change takes time to root. Uh, plant the right seeds, respect the growing process, and watch great things happen. Yeah, yeah come on. So good. Part of the... No grow and go. Come on. There you go. Um, and process involves risk. Uh, progress involves risk. You can't steal second base and keep your foot on first. Come on, man. Stop so, it. Now, here's the thing. That will preach. I could write a whole message on that. I wonder how many of us God's getting ready to, to let us move forward, but we can't take our foot off the base because we're afraid of getting thrown out. Whether it's a job whether it's a faith step, whether it's a relationship step, we're just afraid of getting thrown out where God's like, hey, you may. But are you willing to try? Anyway. Um, a good leader inspires people to love confidence in their leader. A great leader inspires people to love the confidence in themselves. Come on. Come on. So, you know, you grow... You start off being part of a volunteer, then it moves into leadership. Yeah. And then look where I'm at now. Come on. Come on, sir. I love Jim I love Jimmy's yeah. I love Jimmy's first meeting with uh with the with the parking lot team. The first time I saw him lead, um, he, he huddled everybody up and he gave everybody instructions and then he walked around grinning the next two hours around the parking lot. And so between services I was like, Hey Jimmy, how's it going? He's like, Good, I'm letting him run. <laughs> And I'm like, what? And he goes, they know what they're doing. I, we, we went over and made sure everybody was on the right thing. He said, I'm just watching to make sure they do it. They don't need me. I don't say anything. <laughs> because the concept was, once they know what to do, I want to inspire them to go do what God's called them right. to do. Not me micromanage them. So it's about yeah. them growing, not about me being center stage. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And then your, your last thing. Um, when patterns are broken, new worlds emerge. Love that. Come on, expand on that just for a second. A lot of times people have blinders on when they're looking at things. Yeah. And a lot of times you've got to take the blinders off to see what's going on around you. Come on. Come on. So good. And then these new things, like, like I wonder what if, if you're a couple and you put a date night into play, what new world would emerge? I wonder if you took some time with your kids, what new world would, maybe if you just took some time with God, like what new world might develop if you embrace the change? So, y'all give Jimmy a round of applause, bro. Crushed it, man. Come on, man. So good. So good. And you muted the mic, which made me super happy. So, um, hey, next com our next communicator, love her. Um, uh, she is the rapper's delight. Man, you'll get that one day uh, here in just a second. But Misty West is coming to stage. Misty, what a what a privilege it is to share the stage with you. You are unmuted. I will let you, I will get rid of that and click that button and let you do your thing. Okay. 
So what the Lord has shown me in 2023 is that I am enough. Come on. I have lived my life as a people pleaser and a fixer, trying to be who everyone wanted or expected me to be. I was constantly moving mountains to fix people in their problems, trying to fight their battles, never understanding why my failures just kept mounting. But I finally found Thrive. And for the first time in a long time, I was able to stop and breathe. That's so good. <laughs> and just listen to the only voice who I needed to be listening to. Come on. And that was God. That's when I realized that all the failures, the loneliness, the hopelessness, was because instead of being who God wanted me to be, I was trying to be who everyone else said I needed to be. Instead of going to God with the battles that only he can win and the problems only he can fix, I was trying to battle them all on my own, never understanding these were not mine. Come on. I have also realized that wanting love and joy and peace in my life is not selfish. Come these on. are all things that God wants for me. Instead of trying to find my value in people and relationships, I am sprinting to God. So good. On my bathroom mirror, for it to be the first thing I see every morning, I have the verse Psalm 139.14. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. My only concern now is to be who God destined me to be. Now, this lesson has not magically fixed all the speed bumps in my life <laughs> at all. But knowing that God loves me, all of me, for who I truly am, has given my heart a peace it's never felt. Ephesians 2.10 tells us, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. John 15, 16 says, you have not chosen me. I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit should remain that whatsoever you shall ask of my father in my name, he may give it to you. That's so good. Here, here's what I love before you mute the mic. Here's what I love. I love this statement. Not that I figured it all out. I love the fact that you can lead and not have it all figured out. I cannot be perfect, but still be a promoter of what God's doing. Like, I think of all of it, like, and I think it's cool that, and I appreciate Jimmy and your transparency to go, hey, look, I battled this stuff. Like, it's tough to stand in front of a bunch of people and go, hey, here's my struggle. Um, there's a vulnerability in that, but I'm going to say this. I think what it does is, is, is it gives people that are here today that have spent their whole life trying to make other people happy um, because they need that affirmation in their life to go, wait a minute, I'm working the problem backwards. If I can go, hey, God, I need your approval because I'm already enough, because I'm your daughter, I'm your son, I'm already enough. Now, let me let me go interact and be in relationships, but let me be healthy in these relationships. There, you know, It's okay for me to be happy and you be happy. Sometimes if one of us is going to be unhappy, I'm okay with it being you. That's selfish. No, that's that's growth. That's balance. Now, I'm not always going to have my way. That's selfishness. But to have my way some is healthiness. Does that make sense? Can you all give Misty a round of applause? Great job. So next coming up is Misty's husband, Rusty, the rapper. So, um, Rusty, how long have you guys, you guys have been coming here now for? I've been here probably about seven or eight months. Seven or eight months. Yeah. Did you ever think when you got here? So, R Rusty uh, started running our soundboard uh, under Brandon's team, and Misty started working hospitality. Um, and we just watched them serve. And then uh, I think two weeks, two or three weeks ago, uh, Liz's team, the worship team, uh, we introduced rap for the first time in our worship set. And people were like, why did you? Yeah, come on. And you crushed it, by the way. 
Um, and people are like, why did you do that? And I'm like, because nobody else is doing it. Because half the people, when you leave here, you're turning on rap. Under a certain demographic, you're turning it on. Now, some of y'all are turning on country. And you're like, I don't know. I don't know about that. But, <laughs> but country rap is now a thing. Right. So like it, it is a cultural shift. And here's the thing I'm tired of. I'm tired of churches being the last people to the party. And let's be honest, rap isn't exactly new. Like it's been out for a minute. Um, so I just think it's time that that style of worship infiltrated churches. And I think it's cool that the white guy in the church is rapping. <laughs> like like we've got several people of color that attend our church, but but we're breaking stereotypes. Because we don't care about the color of your skin. We care about the anointing of God that He's put in your life. So, 2023, Rusty, you learned what? You don't believe in miracles, first of all. If I can get this without crying, it's going to be a miracle. Come on, man. Picking up on what Misty was talking about, what the Lord has shown me in 2023 is that He is enough. Come on. I've kind of treated God like a long-distance relationship. He's taken 99 steps for me to just take one. I always knew there was a God, but I always felt like I could deal with my problems on my own. Each and every time I failed myself, but I felt God and I felt others around me. Instead of running to Him, I ran to the world and things in it to deal with my battles of addictions, stress, depression, anxiety. And it really hit home to hear that I needed to stop running away from things because that never works. You just go back to it. Instead, I needed to run to something. Come on. I needed to run to God. Psalm 34.4 tells us, I sought the Lord. And he answered me. Come on. And he delivered me from all of my Come fears. On. That's good. That's, that's so, good. so I'm running to God. And I'm seeking him and his answers. And I'm finally learning to let go and just fully submit to the Lord and give it all to him. I praise him in the good times and I praise him in the bad times. Come on. And I have found that the closer I become obedient with God, the more other aspects of my life have started to fall into place. Come on. My relationships have improved. I've been working on my depression and anxiety by not just listening to and engulfing myself in that negativity that the devil throws at me, Come on. but listening to what God has told That's me right. about who I am and having faith that all things work to good for those who do God's will. Right. So good. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 tells us, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Acknowledge Him in all of your ways and He will make right your paths. Actually, the biggest thing that I've learned this year is the meaning of life. And that's simply to glorify, honor, and worship God. That's good. Right. Give Him the glory in all things, and in all things you do, glorify Him. And I promise you will find your true purpose. You will find love, joy, peace, and happiness. Come on, brother. Right. Romans 8.28 tells us, And we know for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to His purpose. So again, so, so here's, here's kind of my thought. One, you crushed it. Two, yeah, I think, yeah. I think all of our communicators so far have done a fantastic job, but I love the echo um, that I heard in somebody else's that said, not that I figured it all out. I'm still bad on it. Like, I'm, I still deal with anxiety. I still deal, wrestle with some with depression. I still wrestle with, with knowing this. Like, like, I'm not up here on some pedestal going, look how good I am. I'm just going, look how good God is. And that, man, I was here, and now I'm here. People always ask me, how do you know God's real? Because I can go, well, I started here, and because of God, I moved up here. And without God, my life was going in the other direction. Like, like the proof of God is in the gravity of God. Like, like how do you know the earth's spinning? Because I ain't flying off of it. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you go into space, stuff loses gravity. And so, so, so knowing that, knowing that helps me put my life into perspective. Bro, I'm proud of you. I can't yeah, wait man. to see what the next year brings in your life. Man, um, I thought Wendy would be the one to run off stage. Um, but uh, so our next communicator uh, has really been with us just about from the beginning. Um, Casey uh, is uh, here. And give Casey a round of applause. So you're an OG in the church. So Casey, Casey uh, started coming. I'll just unmute you. You're okay. Um, Casey and Michael started coming uh, when we were like birthing the church out of the garage and out of the living room because uh, we yes. start big here. We started in a living room and then grew into a garage. And um, so Casey and Michael have been here for a minute. Michael actually 
I was the first instrument ever played at Thrive Church was a guitar. She was. Uh, so, uh, Casey, let's talk about 2023. So, um, what's the Lord taught you in 2023? So, in 2023, the thing the Lord has taught me is that we're all running the same race. And what I mean is we're all trying to do our best by making Jesus famous while doing so. And if we're, sorry, if we're, not running the same race, meaning they don't they don't know Jesus, then we should be running that race for them. We should be teaching them. We should be making Jesus famous in our life. Yeah. Yeah. Hebrews 12, 1 through 2, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings too closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, I already, I already knew that I was supposed to be leading people to Jesus. I was supposed to be making him famous, living for him, especially people that don't know him. But it hit me a little harder recently, though, when we received some news from someone in our life and it was some news that should have been really exciting. And honestly, it didn't excite me. It really kind of hurt, and it made my heart sink. It made my heart sink because of their mistakes, because of their past. And then I thought about it for a few days. It took me probably two or three days, and I really dwelled on it a lot. And I talked to some people, but not a whole lot. And then I finally prayed about it. And God, he looked at me, and he said, what about your mistakes? What about your past? Good. Come on. And that really convicted me. Because even though we all make mistakes, and I think as humans, we look at mistakes like, oh, it's a mistake. But we look at them all bigger. We look at them in different sizes. Come on. But to God, they're all the same. Yeah. No matter what we do. So we have to know that even though they hurt us or they hurt somebody else, we are, we're all hurting God, yeah. even no matter what our mistakes are. Yeah. For all of sin, Romans 3, 23, 24, for all of sin and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. If we don't love the unlovable or the people that don't know Jesus because we don't like what they're doing, then we can't make Jesus famous in their life. We still have to love them and we still have to make Jesus famous in their life. These people are some of the people that are probably, are people that we, that I see a lot, but even though the things that they've done have either hurt me or hurt others, I still struggle, like other people have said. It's not something that's always comes easy, but I know that ultimately if I want them to know Jesus, if I know that I want them to be in heaven with me one day, regardless of their mistakes and their, the way they've hurt me, I still want to make Jesus famous. Hebrews 12, 14, Strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without, which no one will see the Lord. That verse reminds me to be at peace with everyone, even if they've hurt me or even if I don't agree with what they've done. When Jesus was walking to earth, people hurt him all the time, and he still loved them, and he still loves us. Yeah, yeah give a round of applause. So... So here's the thing. It's real easy to become pious or uh, snotty as a Christ follower. Because you think you, you, we start judging how holy we are versus how holy somebody else is. And we start like counting sin like, you know, you cussed and nobody heard it. And they cussed and somebody heard it. So there's this worse thing, right? Like, like, or you used to, but you quit. So now you think, don't you hate it when you're on, not on a diet and somebody around you is? And they want to give you like, or somebody without kids wants to tell you how to raise your kid. And you're like, shut up. You don't know anything. Well, here's the thing. You don't know anything about people's sin. Right. Um, your job is to love them. Not to convict them. That's the Holy Spirit's job. Right. Um, not to save them. People are not projects. Your job is to... God said this, said two things. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, body, everything that's in you. Second is, is the first. Love your neighbors yourself. Man, when you really begin to love people, really begin to want to make Jesus famous, 
man, you drop the judgmental stuff mm-hmm. and you just start loving people. Um, you know, in the our no grow and go, our no is just being in the tension of God. You may never accept him. We're okay. We've got people here that, that, that are agnostics, that are atheists, that are uh, drug addicts, that are drunkards, that are liars, uh, right? Right. That was me not long ago. And when I was 18, uh, I was probably 80% of those things. And tack on some more that we're not going to talk about. <laughs> so who am I to keep or judge you? My job is only to make Jesus famous. That makes sense. Casey, slap hands. Good job. <laughs> now coming to stage, OG, Michael the Rock Honeycut. <laughs> What's up? What's up? <laughs> so, what I learned in 2023 and what I'm still working on, self-control. Come on. So, Proverbs, it says, better a patient person than a warrior. One with self-control than one who takes a city. So, and this got me thinking, right? Because I struggle a lot with controlling myself, right? So, I got to control what I can control and let God handle the rest. Yeah. So what can, can Michael control? I can control my actions. Yeah. I can control my reactions. I can control how I speak to people, talk to them, you know, things like that. You know, and just really thinking before I actually speak. <clears throat> I said, you know, this is all work in progress for me because I still haven't got this 100% figured out. But I try to be better today than I was yesterday. Come on. That's it. That's what it's about, right? And I always try to look at the whole picture before, you know, reacting on it. You know, do I actually need to comment on this or do something about this? Yeah. Because sometimes it's best to get Michael out of the way and let God take control of the situation. That's good. That's good. If I try to do things my way, they don't work out too well. Come on. Ask me how I know. You know, and I don't always have to run in there like a bull in a china shop. That's good. I don't always have to be a warrior. Right. There are situations where a warrior is needed. Come on. Yes, sir. But praying to God, you know, and revealing those situations to me and be like, God, you got this one. I don't need this one. You know, this is in your hands. It's going to work out way better than my way. You know, and uh, I find, you know, it's easy to say that until you get in your feelings about something. Come on. Yeah. Because <laughs> if uh, I'm sure none, nobody's ever been in their feelings about anything before. You know what I'm saying? But... When I get in my feelings, I get aggravated, and that is when I can lose it, lose my yeah. control. Yeah. So praying on those moments and seeking God, you know, hey, what would you have me do in this situation? Things like that. Because, I, like I said, I don't always need to be a warrior. And men, I feel like as men, we are warriors. Yeah. We want Come to, on. you know, nip it in the bud right there. Come on. Kill it. I mean, so with that being said, I just need to be patient and not act. Because like I said, not every situation needs me to act on it. Uh, and even though I don't get it all right, we serve Almighty God who extends grace to me every day. Come on. <laughs> so when I don't so get good. it right. That's so good. So here's the thing. I think that if 80% of our world would learn to control their emotions and their feelings, the world would be such a better place. Amen. See, can I be honest with you what I dread? If the Lord doesn't come back, I've got to navigate a church through another presidential election in November. <laughs> <laughs> can I just say, other than a pandemic, I would just soon take a beat. <laughs> uh, here's my theory on voting. You get one ping pong ball, throw it in, make your vote. Let's go on. Whatever happens, happens. Look, Amen. God's been in control, right? But man, Amen. people get all in their feels. They get all right. Yep. Um, uh, I think that if we learn to do that, it, it, you'll make better marriages if you're not in your feels. You'll make better parents if you're not in your feels. You'll make better employees, bosses. You'll make better if you can learn to control it. Mm-hmm. Now, there's time to be a warrior. There's time to kick in Absolutely. and be John Wayne. Absolutely. There's another time to be an Andy. Yep. Talk your way out of it. So, Michael, great job. Woo, proud of you, man. As we are nearing the end, our, one of our next communicators, uh, a small guy, um, Caleb, um, 
this is a, we really thought about getting him a step stool to stand on <laughs> because he's, I'm just kidding. Yeah. So how long you guys have, so uh, Caleb is married to Christy. Uh, you guys have been here. Uh, either right at or just over a year. Right at it, just over a year. Yep. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but Caleb has served a lot in the background. Uh, he has a, his his uh, giftings that God has given him are more uh, in the backside and facilities and that kind of thing. And he's just served so faithfully with that. Um, but Caleb and Christy will be sharing this morning. Um, but Caleb, here's the here's the question everybody's been asked: What have you learned 2023? Uh, so. The biggest thing that, that's hit close to home is living up to my purpose and not my potential. So good. Um, so I strive to be everything that I can for everyone that's around me. Uh, be the parent that my children need and can count on. I uh, try to be the spouse that my wife loves and deserves. I try to be the brother that's tough but fair. I try to be the son that honors his parents. Um, and I try to be the friend that I wish I had. I try to be an employee who always exceeds. And the list just goes on and on. Yeah. Um, so I set such high expectations for myself that at times that sets me up for failure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I've had a hard, I have a hard time saying no, and I always take on more than I should, and that added stress impacts my entire world. So by no means am I perfect, and I have more faults than I care to list. I have great intentions with more often that leads to poor execution. Uh, this year, Tend and Thrive, uh, my family has been blessed tremendously. I say my wife loosely, but my wife and I <clears throat> are more involved than ever before. Our children hold us accountable to come to church, even when there's sickness in our household. Come on. Um, and so uh, I have gotten closer to God than I have in years. Uh, but I, with that, that's also, you know, I have more trials to go along with that Come this year. On. Yes. Um, so this year has opened my eyes to many things. My attitude, my intentions, my tongue, my habits, my hobbies, uh, my health. Um, God speaks to me directly every time I step foot into this facility. Uh, and regardless of um, who is speaking, and then again, sometimes in the background, I may be here by myself, and it's soon. You know, he speaks to me even when I'm alone. Come on. Um, Come on. I've learned this year, but did a poor job of implementing it. But I have a heart full of desire to live up to my uh, my purpose and not my potential. Along with that, I will always put God first, my family second, and uh, only put in my bucket what glorifies God and what makes Him famous. Come on, bro. Come on. Can I, I love this statement. One, what you, when, when he talked about, man, I'm blessed no matter who's here or even when nobody's here. That's the atmosphere we strive to create where the presence of God just changes people regardless of like, you know what I mean? It's not about me. It's not about who's communicating. And it's about Jesus. And when, when His Holy Spirit is present, man, He can talk. Listen, if God can talk through a donkey, I've got pretty good odds. You know what I mean? Like, don't think, this one scripture says, don't think more of yourself than you ought to. Um, um Here's the key, though. I love this. He said, you know, as I pressed in, I found more promise, but I found more problems. The scripture says that where there are no donkeys in the stall, the stables are clean. You won't have any crap if you don't have anything going on in your life. The more you do, the more the more success you have, the more you got to deal with. So, man, great job. Caleb crushed it. Next. Coming up is probably Caleb's favorite new preacher on the planet. Uh, Christy is with us. Uh, so Christy has been uh, volunteering on our lyric team. Uh, she has joined our worship team. Um, so you're going to be seeing a lot more of Christy. Uh, but Christy, what's the Lord taught you in 2023? Um, so in 2023, um, the thing that the Lord has taught me the most is to trust. Um, I have always dealt with some underlying anxiety, um, and I've been able to kind of deal with that and keep it at bay for several years. Um, but after having my son back in 2021, um, I started to experience a lot of medical problems and some, uh, and being in the medical field, um, it really made my anxiety so much worse. The sometimes ignorance is bliss, not knowing yeah. anything is 
better than knowing everything. Um, and so I became really overwhelmed with um, anxiety and even over the smallest things. Um, I tried hard to fix my own problems. I even found myself reaching out um, to other people for advice instead of going straight to God and asking Him for help. Um, and it never calmed my nerves, even going to other people and trying to confide in them. Um, it didn't help. Um, so I've, I've actually been praying for many years for God to show me my purpose and place me somewhere that I can make a difference. And I you know, got invited um, to thrive uh, through my husband's sister um, who was coming here to visit and, you know, walk in the doors and look around and I'm like, I'm in a coffee shop. What is, you know, this, yeah. this is Come not, on. this yeah. isn't what I expect church to be. And so, you know, I, my expectations were real low, um, but I, I've been here and I, I, this is the place that I find home to be. Um, and I never expected it. I didn't expect God to place me here. I never would have been up in front of a group of people talking, um, but I asked God to show me where he wanted me to be. And, and you know, Adam pushed me through. <laughs> and here I am. So, nudge. Yeah, nudge, nudge this word. Yeah, a little, Strongly. A little soft nudge. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, coming, coming here and being here for a year, um, I found myself listening more to God and, um, and not just on Sunday, but every day, literally every day that the song, um, it, you know, it's, uh, what is it? Um, not just on Monday. I don't know the song. Yeah. Monday morning faith. I love that song. There's another song that, um, Matthew 6, 26 through 34, um, some of the lyrics are in this song, but it's um, something that I sing every day. The song is called Gyra. I don't know if you guys have heard oh. it, um, but it, if he dresses the lilies with beauty and splendor, how much more could he clothe me? If he watches over every sparrow, how much more could he love me? Um, and I remind myself, um, you know, if God can watch over all these little small things and they don't need to worry about what they have, um, why can't I trust him with the problems that are completely out of my control? Um, and so, I, you know, I was always trying to control the situation instead of letting God take control and trusting that he was going to take care of me. Um, and I can't, I, I've learned that I can't function without God's help. Come on. Come on. Yeah. So I, I love that one thing where you said, I turned to people to make me comfortable and they never could. Um, man, I think... It, and, and if you're not a believer this morning, this is tough to get. But like when I realized that God's hands on me, good or bad, right or wrong, whatever's going on, He's got it. My job is just to stay faithful in the moment. Man, it takes so much pressure off my mind and releases so much anxiety. Like if I watch the news, my anxiety goes through the... Like like I need a brownie from Colorado. You know what I'm talking about? Like... like but when I when I when I just move back and walk outside and go, look, God, the you know, during COVID, the crazy thing is birds were still eating worms. Yeah. Lilies were still blooming. Like if 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 you didn't tell me to panic, I wouldn't know to panic. Right. And so when I when I reset back into the presence of God, man, it it releases so much of my fear and anxiety. And being a an RN, man, people don't realize you see so much and so many flukes. It's like being a first responder. You know, you, you see so much stuff that. It makes you think the worst. Oh my gosh. Anything's going to happen. Yeah. Any lump is cancer. Yep. Any sniffle is COVID. You don't have to be a nurse for that one. No. Um, <laughs> you know, an ingrown toenail. It's like WebMD and something. Everything's killing you. Right. <laughs> and then you add children into it. Right. And you just want to bubble wrap them and lock them in a room. Yeah. But then you worry about what plastic does to them, right? So like, <laughs> like it's this ongoing thing. So, man, I don't know what your struggle is this morning, but I keep hearing over and over about how people have moved their, their proximity to Jesus and their anxiety goes down. I'm for medicine. If you wrestle with anxiety or depression, absolutely go get some help. But there's also some help that supersedes Medicine, Amen. medication. Again, if you need medicine, please go get it. Like I'm, I'm an advocate. If I break my foot, I'm gonna go get a crutch, <laughs> right? Like so, I think that medicine and God work together. But man, maybe it's a reliever that goes beyond what medicine can do. Right. Christy, great job. Thank you. Come on, you're
Last but not least is uh, somebody I've known for a little while. Uh, she's also an, uh, an OG. Um, so uh, it's Wendy, if you will. I will unmute you. So how long have we known each other? A minute. So this is actually my sister. Um, she is two years older than I am. I've actually got another sister here. Uh, she lives in Florida, so uh, welcome. Uh, uh, but for years, uh, when I was growing up, uh, she always uh, built runways for me to take off from. We're, we're probably super close, I think. Well, I'm close to her. Uh, she's got other people. <laughs> she's got other people she likes more. But um, but today, uh, I'm excited because you're going to communicate. Uh, the gospel for the first time uh, from a stage. Um, so yeah, so here we go. Wendy Hendershot, what is one thing that the Lord's taught you in 2023? Well, the Lord has been teaching me and is still teaching me how to step out more in faith and not be controlled by fear. Yeah. Um, in Deuteronomy 31.8, it says, the, it is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Um, I have lived most of my life controlled by fear, worry, anxiety. Like right now, I can feel it like a presence. Yeah. Like it's a physical presence. 100%. Um, I've stood unmoving and not done things God's told me to do. Um, I've panicked and done crazy things because I let fear make me do things. I mean, the loudest voice in my head was the sound of fear and not the voice of the Lord. And, and can I just say this? You are not the only one. Can I get a witness? Like fear, by definition, is irrational. But it don't change it. Uh, look, look, quick story. We were on a Ferris wheel, and, and I'm not afraid of heights at all. We're on this Ferris wheel at the state fair a couple of years ago, and I'm looking at the two guys running it, and it dawned on me they put this together. <laughs> they were not road scholars. And so I'm on the top of this, and I start freaking a little bit more. I said, what is wrong? Because usually I'm the one, like, one foot leaned over, and I'm like, i, I got to get off this ride. And, like, my, I'm a heart. And she's like, what do you think is going to happen? I'm like, I think it's going to fall because I see those guys. I'm pretty confident. This is, And we go around, and I'm like, no, I really like my palm. And then I'm, next thing I know, I'm, like, clutching the center pole. And this Because if the whole thing falls, I'm sure the center pole and my upper body strength are going to hold me 300 feet. Irrational. But in the moment, it was almost felt uncontrollable. We know where you're at. Um, earlier this year, or it may have been last year, I did a devotional with Pastor Tracy, um, and it was like truly life-changing for me. Um, in John 14, 27, um, Jesus, it says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give you. Let not your hearts be troubled, troubled neither let them be afraid. Um, Jesus himself gave me the gift of peace, his peace. Yeah, come on. Um, I don't have to do anything but take it. And if I don't have it, it's because I let it go. So good. Um, it truly, um, if you've talked to me the last year, I probably told you the story. It was truly life-changing for me. Um, it, it, meant, it meant so much to me, and it freed me from so many things that I, I tattooed it like giant on my wrist. Come on. So, so that when fear and anxiety come up on me, I just look and I remember. Um, it's not that I'm not battling it still. Come on. I battle it every yeah. day. I have to beat it down. But well, didn't Paul say, I've got to die to myself every day? Like, I've got to choke out what is natural so that I can walk in super natural. So, yeah, keep going. Um, last year, if Pastor Adam had asked me, to speak in front of a service, I would have said no. I, I would not have prayed about it. I would not have hesitated. I truly would have just said no. But I'm tired of letting the enemy take from Come me. Come on. Oh. Come on. I've given up time. I've given up so much that I want to step out and do what God's calling me to do and just believe he's going to give me what I need to do what he's asking me to do. Come on. Come on, give that's that's mine. So good. You know, and I and I wonder how many people God's called to do stuff and they just don't do it because they're afraid. 
And, and I'm going to tie it back to, I think it was Michael's who said, or somebody's were, were talking about failure. And they were so afraid of failing that they couldn't try. And all God ever asked you to do was try. At the end of the day, as, as preachers or communicators or whatever you want to call us, we're just cups. Like, we ain't even particularly fancy. Like, I look at myself as a solo cup. You know what I mean? Like, I just work. Like, I'm not fancy. You probably don't want to put me in certain environments, invite me to certain parties. Um, but man, what God pours into me, I'm, I'm ready to pour out. And uh, man, can we one more time, just for all of these communicators, just give them a round of applause. So as, as we come to close, a couple of things. First, if you're here, uh, just with every head down and every eye closed, nobody, nobody looking around. If you're here today and you say, you know what, Pastor, I'm here and I'm far away from God. I'm here looking for something and, and our prayer is today that maybe you heard this echoed in one of the messages that were delivered. And you're like, man, I'm wrestling with anxiety. I'm wrestling with fear. I'm wrestling with purpose. I'm wrestling with being lost and not connected to a community. I'm just wrestling with so much. But God's calling me to this place where I find home and I find peace and I find purpose and I find fulfillment. Not saying that you don't have a truckload of junk because we all have a truckload of junk. If you're here today and you're like, you know what, Pastor, this is my moment. I need to, I need to really give myself to God. And receive peace and receive purpose and receive forgiveness and re receive joy maybe for the first time in a long time. If that's you, you just slip your hand up. Nope, nobody's going to look around. We just want to pray with you out loud together, all of us. Thank you so much. Anybody else? You just go, man, this is my moment. Can we pray together across this room? Maybe you weren't at a place where you felt comfortable raising your hand, but as we pray this prayer, whether you raise your hand or not, this is your moment. Whether you're online or you're here in house, this is your moment. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, right now I invite you into my life. I ask you to forgive me for all the times I've hurt you. Thank you for loving me as your son or daughter. I accept you as my Savior and my Father. In Jesus' name, amen. You give these folks a round of applause to each decision. Thank you for being part of our Thrive Tribe. If you want to partner with this ministry and what the Lord is doing here at Thrive, visit thrivechurchonline.com and click on the Give tab. Help us reach more people just like you by rating and subscribing to this podcast. You don't want to miss what's coming next.